What's up, everyone? If you were wondering how I've done this podcast, it's based off the Anchor. All you have to do is unload the Anchor app. And even better, guys, it's free. You could also possibly be getting paid to do this. I mean, all you got to do is just download the app. Speak your mind. If you ever dreamed of making a podcast or just anything, let your voice be heard. You can also be known on Spotify, Apple, or anything download. Just go on the Anchor app. What's up, everyone? Thank y'all for joining me with Buzz One Marlo. I am Warren Marlo. All right, all right, all right. It is Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Hard work pays off. It is Friday. Let's finish this week off and let's get on with our weekend. I think everyone deserves a much needed weekend. A little bit about myself today. I am so excited about today, ladies and gentlemen. Today, I will be rejoined with my son, Matthew Marlo. Today, uh, my wife and my daughter are on their way to get him as we speak now. Um, I'm going to be at work until about 6 o'clock, but other than that, man, I'm so excited about this because I haven't had him since December. He's been with his mom, obviously with school and everything like that. It's just, it's really tough schedule to basically get with him, especially when he lives seven hours away, but... I'm so excited about this, y'all. Y'all don't know. I spent a one full week with him. Um, my little boy is going to be nine as of in 23 and 22 days now. So no lie on that. It's going to be pretty interesting. I'm so excited for that. And also, guys, it is Easter weekend. So I hope everyone's going to have a great holiday. Uh, spend as much as with your family, do what you need to do, and a little bit of flag football is what I will be doing this weekend. So much anticipated weekend, um, really excited, really, 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 really excited. We're also a week away from WrestleMania, uh, know my wrestling fans out there a little bit, uh, WrestleMania is a two-night event next weekend, it all goes down, guys. Finally, we are back. WrestleMania is going to have a crowd. WrestleMania is going to be two days. And even more importantly, guys, let, let's say it again. WrestleMania is going to have a crowd. Uh, you can't get no better than that. Last year, we had a WrestleMania with no fans, nobody in the stands. And they did a WrestleMania in the Performance Center. No one thought it could be done. And it was actually one of their best WrestleManias they've done in a long, long time. Because they actually were able to be characters, wrestlers, entertainers. Um, it's so cool to see what is going to happen for WrestleMania next weekend. Also, guys, 
while I mention this, so I know everybody is excited to find out who my guest is for today. So guys, I'm going to let it out. Today, we are hanging again with my dog, Sam Skaggs, a.k.a. Hold My Beer Hansen. Yes, guys, I am saying it now. Southern Honor Wrestling's biggest ovation wrestler for the uh, Rumble Jack that they had for Southern Honor Wrestling. Uh, Sam, a little bit about Sam, man. If you don't know about this guy, check him out. This guy is going to be a dude that you see in the big leagues pretty, pretty soon. Uh, this guy is grinding, putting in the work, paying the dues, <laughs> making the time on the road. Uh, Sam is basically on the road every weekend, guys. Uh, four hours, five hours, six hours, it, it doesn't matter. Sam is on the road to do what he loves to do. Sam has now officially been wrestling for two years. Uh, we're going to talk just how he's been doing, man. Obviously, with COVID and everyone was at a, a complete halt, Sam did not stop. Sam completely promoted, kept doing what he could to get himself in the gym. Sam has actually made a drastic transformation. I, I remember when I said this the first time I met Sam was, man, dropped so much weight just to become Hold My Beer Hansen. And... Just crazy to see how big of a trademark name that is now. Also, guys, Sam Skaggs got himself in a little bit of the tag team picture. We're going to talk about the all-star special with Sam Skaggs, Hold My Beer Hampson, and William Huckleby. Uh, how that pairing got in. How that tag team name got in. And the biggest discussion we're going to talk about is what are the promotions that he's at now? What, what are some of the things that he has now seen and experienced? And what has he even known, obviously, from only being in the wrestling business for two years and basically accomplishing huge accolades, uh, going to Southern Honor Wrestling, Anarchy Wrestling. If anybody doesn't know about Anarchy Wrestling, man, it is in the area where AJ Styles first wrestled, did his first amount of times in the, in the square circle, y'all. Um, major legacy, Ron Killens, aka R Truth, aka K Quick. It's whichever way you know this man. He has done it there. He started it there. AJ Styles. I mean, the list goes on. NWA guys. I mean, it's been so many legendary people that have wrestled off in Anarchy Wrestling. Um, it's it's just awesome. I'm looking so forward to doing this chat with Sam. Also, guys. This is pre-recorded. I'm giving you a spoiler now because obviously when we talked, Sam and me talked right after the time I posted the picture of me saying the tights still fit. And we're going to talk a little bit about it, guys. And also, I will say it now, Sam is actually one of the guys that actually got me having that itch to think about coming back. And needless to say, not even three weeks ago, your boy came back as American Prodigy and uh, wrestled for Continental Championship Wrestling in Lake City, Florida for the Stampede Battle Royal. Uh, my fourth, actually no, my fifth Stampede Battle Royal. Uh, obviously, I didn't win. I mean, but I gave it all I had and it was just awesome just to return and have that feeling again. And man, when we talk, when me and Sam talk today, y'all, it's it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, 
a lot of craziness, and more importantly, guys, just great stories. So, guys, when we come back, y'all, we will be joined with Sam Skaggs, a.k.a. Hold My Beer Hansen. All right, I want to give a major shout out to KC Graphics. Um, they literally are phenomenal. I just had them do my Wild Boys flags for upcoming for Panama. Uh, phenomenal look. They did a, such a great job, detailed everything. And not only do they do flags, guys, they do backpacks, uniforms, wedding invitations, pictures, you name it. If you want it, they will make it. Uh, they will not disappoint you. And if you need to get a hold of them check them out on facebook and instagram at kc graphics design uh, that is kc graphics design i'm telling y'all y'all will not be disappointed uh they do phenomenal check them out kc graphics all right all right there we go only Sam Skaggs, aka Old My Beer Hansen. How are you doing, my friend? Doing good, man. Doing good. How's your day? You doing good? I'm doing awesome, man. I am ready to have a good wrestling chat with you, my friend. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Since I have had the iHeartRadio gig, I have been having so many requests, either having a wrestling chat or something about flag football. Two things that obviously I'm passionate about. And one of them, and I'm going to say this, you were one of the most downloaded episodes out of all my episodes. So I had to get my boy back on here. (laughs) Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah, man. I'm going to tell you this right now. I have seen what you are doing, and COVID era has not stopped you. (laughs) You got to survive, man. You got to adapt. You got to you gotta evolve in this world, man. So while everybody uh, sits at home, uh, they don't really know what to do. Marketing is a valuable tool. So yeah, I took everything I could and I said, you know what? I ain't going to be the one just stuck here at the house. So I'm going to try to do what I do. I love it. I love it. So, man, tell us. Tell us, what have you been up, been up to, man? Uh, well... So I've been working in a lot of promotions in the North Georgia area. Uh, it's literally just been traveling every weekend up and down the roads. I'm putting at least 500 miles on my car every time, but I love every bit of it. It's uh, the most fun I've had. I'm bringing Proc and Jay with me every time because it's better to bring you boys. And uh, it's just such a wild ride that I'm having. I've seen it, bro. I remember when me and you had this conversation when we first started talking. We were always talking about a little t- tag team between you and me. I have actually <laughs> seen you have a new tag team partner. You want to yeah. talk about that team? Yeah, we are the all-star special. Uh, it's great. Me and the incredible Huck, William Huckabee, uh, the mid-Atlantic bully. William Huckabee, he's been in the business about 15 years, and it's a great dynamic we have. Yes, it's mm-hmm. a couple pairing, but also – it's a thing of he's the vet, I'm the rookie, and I get to learn from what he's throwing at me. And so it's going to be a good time. I feel like it's going to be a great dynamic we're going to have. Uh, we sold all of our T-shirts on our debut night. So 
it's just gonna be a great wild ride. Hey man, I want to know who came up with the tag team name. Um, so here me and Huck were, we were just bouncing around some ideas, and then uh, we hit up our uh, our friend Matt Matthew Hankins, which he's uh, Georgia's like manager of the year, like multiple times now. Good, good mentor of mine. And uh, he was, I was like, hey, we're trying to get a tag team name. Uh, do you have any like ideas for me and Huck? And he just sent me a picture of the Waffle House menu. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no. And it was right above the All-Star Special. So I, I pitched it to Huck and I said, what do you think about the All-Star Special? And he's like, you know what? That works because Huck, they usually chant Waffle House at him because he yeah. wears yellow tights. And since his name was William Huckabee, WH, <laughs> it, like it was like a term of endearment, but we turned it around and now it's like it's going to be the thing cheering us on. So it's it's a great, uh, great wild ride that we're going to be on. Hey, man, I love it. Uh, I just saw the t shirt thing on. Uh... <laughs> I think it was on the recent episode of y'all's uh, show. I think it's Southern Other Pro. Is it Southern Other Wrestling? That's yeah, Southern Other Wrestling. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if, Bro, if I watch that, get I'm that shirt, right now. go to my Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, yep. need to get shipped. There you go. Hey, I will say this. It's been a struggle getting those shipment of handlings. I've, I've ordered, I think, one from Brock. I'm getting yours next. I was waiting on a – I'm going to get that beer nuts one. I love that one. That one's pretty classic. <laughs> oh, man. I got my buddy Solo Jones's shirt. And let me tell you, it took almost two months for Solo's shirt to come in. I was like, damn, really? this thing gonna be, it's going to be shrinking by the time it gets all the way here. <laughs> With all that college. But, uh, hey, go ahead, man. I ain't seen Solo in a hot minute. I ain't seen any of y'all in a hot minute, man. But I just <laughs> love the fact that you've been going up in the roads. And bro, you really, for the two years you have, you have officially now been in wrestling for two years. Um, just seeing the stuff that you are doing, man, I, it, it, it's very uh, inspiring for sure, man. Because like anyone, like even as young as you were, like you could still just wait on the one promotion that you've always wrestled in and just wait for that up and running. But obviously, with COVID right now, it's very hard to do in certain areas. So for you to take that mindset and be like, you know what, I'm getting this name out. You know what, I'm going to do what I need to do and I'm going to become what I want to be. And that's a professional wrestler. And you are not going to stop until you get to that grind. That's how I know with you, Jay and Proc, like y'all are just all pedal to the metal. Y'all have always put everything y'all had to travel, get y'all's name out, do whatever you had to do to get on the show. We, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it won't, if anything, I would tell anybody that's trying to get in this business, you will have to sacrifice. You will have to be uncomfortable. And <laughs> if you actually want, <laughs> if you actually want to be successful in this business, you're going to have to give up things. You're going to have to, you're going to have to bust your ass. Like, it's going to be rough. Like, um, there is no way 
that yeah, I could tell myself at 15 years old, yeah, basically every weekend you're going to be on the road and you're going to be spending like most of your days in a car going up to Atlanta or up to, uh, up to Alabama. You're just going to be busted your ass. You're going to be miserable most of the time, but you're actually going to love every minute of it. Oh, yeah. No doubt, man. I, I, I would say that like the road trips have always were the funnest. It's also the partner that you're with too, because like some I didn't like driving on my own. Like I really oh, yeah. don't like driving in general, so I always had to have a co-person. <laughs> um, my typical things of if I'm going to a booking alone, I will have. Uh, if if I'm alone, I have ways of talking to people, and I'm very silver tongued, so to speak, and so I could crash on anybody's couch. Uh, yeah. But, it's hard convincing a person to put three bodies in their house of three grown men <laughs> and asking, Hey, can we crash at your place tonight? So usually it's whatever we got proc and Jay. If we got to stay up somewhere, we get a hotel and it's cheaper that way. But mm-hmm. yeah, without those guys, I, I would probably have a, a bad time. Uh, like just bored out of my mind driving. Uh, having a good road partner is a very valuable thing. Have you ever remember the movie uh, Dr. Doolittle where the dog's outside the window just saying tree, tree, line, line? That's how it feels like if you're driving for four hours by yourself, in my opinion, on some things. But obviously, in the dark, it's – oh, my gosh, it's exaggerating sometimes. You have to put, oh, like, on the energy oh. in your system. <laughs> Yeah, driving at night is probably the worst thing because some of the back roads you take, there's so many deer. And so I was about you, to say the deer is horrendous. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, actually, I got a story. Uh, so I was driving home one night and uh, I was like, uh, I was going to wait behind and stay the night in North Georgia, but I didn't really have a place in North Georgia. I had to travel two hours south to stay at somebody's house. But wow. I was uh, going through. Uh, going through this little backwoods area um, of Covington, Georgia. And there was just deer all on the side of the road just looking at me. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to drive like 35 miles an hour. And my two-hour trip went to three and a half hours. So, yeah, it was awful. I'm rolling with the windows down. I'm yelling at deer. I'm just – I'm literally just trying to make my fun. Like, I'm just screaming out my window, like, telling them, like, get on, all that. And next thing I know, I, I slowly see this deer just get on the road. And I'm just stopping at this point. And I, this deer, it just walked, just slowly looked at me, <laughs> looked back in front of me. putting you over. <laughs> and... It fell on its face. It just walked, and then, like, next thing you know, it just trips, falls on its face, almost killing itself, and just runs off. And I'm like, what did I just witness? What's the craziest thing you've ever seen? Like, how do you mess up being a deer? <laughs> I love that one. I was actually about to be a smart aleck on this one. You know what? If you want to cook on this one, I'm allowing it. Uh, I was really going to say, you know what? You should just crank your tune, put a little beer in your system, and do that little energy that you got going down that ring and just go through them beers. That would be great. But the, uh, uh, let, for, the kids, for the kids on here, 
for drinking and driving. <laughs> huh? For, uh, well, that'd be great, but uh, I got a uh, disclaimer. Drinking and driving is a serious problem, people. Very true, very true. I love it. You stay in gimmick, and you also stay very aware of the content and the crowd that you are entertaining. So, obviously, that tells you why I'm not in the business no more. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. So, um, you have been all around a lot of areas. What are some of the major um, promotions now that you have just kind of like just started going with? Obviously, you were a platinum champion. You um, yep. you are now getting your foot into the tag team picture. I love the tag team. The ones I'm having a lot of fun with. Uh, right now, we have Southern Honor. We have Anarchy Wrestling. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a lot at Pro South. Uh, they're a really good company out in Alabama. They do weekly uh, live YouTube streams. Yeah, I was watching the recent episode. That was, that was pretty entertaining. Yeah, um, let's see. Uh, Platinum Championship Wrestling, I'm still Dealer's Choice Champion there. I'm actually returning there on a, this coming up Friday. Uh, it's good. It's going to be good to get go home and try to see those guys again. Uh, other promotions, Anarchy Wrestling, is having, I'm having a lot of fun with what I'm about to do there. It's going to be a very interesting time seeing what they can come up with on the booking. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just a lot of places here in Georgia. Uh, it's all in the north, though. So you got to travel a little bit since we're all from South Georgia. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I agree with you on that. And plus, Georgia is very heavily on wrestling. I mean, a main area of Georgia will always have an independent wrestling show going somewhere in Georgia. Even though it's a very long travel. <laughs> just in that state alone, yeah. Georgia. But – there's always going to be wrestling going on somewhere there. That's one thing I loved about that area, at least. And very well, I, I want to go in a little bit on this, man. The reaction you got when you debuted at Southern Honor Wrestling. Talk about mm-hmm. all that moment. Talk about what built it up for it. Because I'm telling you right now, dude, in angle-wise, the way you did that, I was picturing it like a WWE return like like an entrance at a Royal Rumble. Like and the it, crew it actually was popped. <laughs> you want to talk about it? it so, uh, um, yeah. So what the deal was, uh, Southern Honor, they don't typically book people that look or uh, would be like me, you know? Mm-hmm. They have a lot of great athletes there. They do a lot of great athletic technical wrestling. Mm-hmm. And uh, Someone like me typically doesn't really belong there. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to uh, keep pushing myself. I'm going to keep promoting myself until they add me to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so for two months, it was steadily blasting and focusing on promoting, like, to get me in that rumble. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm not going to stop until I get in there. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, yeah, we're pushing. We're trying as hard as we can to get me in there. And it's it's show day. So, yeah, they got a lot of people that are on AEW Dark. And uh, one dude couldn't make it. So, yours truly just happened to be in the right place at the right time. And uh, so, lo and behold, hold my bare hands and got to debut at Southern Honor. 
to the biggest reaction you've ever seen in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, it was absolutely magical to anybody. I, it was actually a testament to what I do. It is yeah. self-promotion. You got to make sure that you are in the eyes of the public. Cause if you're not seen, if you're not in the light, guess what? They're going to forget about you. Okay. And it's just been my mo- motto. Like I can't, really go a few weeks without like being talked about in the news here. Mm-hmm. It's like, if somebody doesn't see something I'm doing and they're not talking about it, I kind of get a little itch. You know? yeah. I got to make sure that people are seeing what I'm doing. It may be, it may be a bad idea, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, uh, well, it ain't really talked about me. I ain't really in uh, people's conversation, so I must be doing something wrong. Well, I was, like, I'm like, I was watching the videos, and I kept seeing you were sharing the Southern Honor Wrestling thing, and then obviously with your promos, you were attacking it like, hey, I don't care what I got to do. I will be there. I will get – and you asked the fans to show their reaction. And I watched one of the recent uh, tapings they had on uh, – I think it's on YouTube or they share on Facebook, and – Apparently, you were number two in the pick of them one of the future heavyweight <laughs> champion. I was like, man, this boy is definitely going out. Like, man, did I tell you? Did I catch some heat for being voted number two there? Are you? I, yeah. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it, dude. I, I mean, but you're doing what you're doing what anyone would need to do to get there, and that. And I'm gonna be honest with you, dude. That reaction that you got when you entered that rumble, I I almost had a tear down my eye because, like, literally, that's all we live for. Anybody that has went between those ropes, take the bumps, do what they needed to do, travel town to town, is lived for a moment that you just got. And it's crazy to believe you still a green guy, but you more experienced than most guys right now. You have – what everyone has been striving for for so long. Like, I know you had to feel like you were a Stone Cold Steve Austin moment in there. Like, you were just, I'm sure, like, you even lost a little bit of the character at first. You're just like, holy cow. Just take a step back and realize, like, wow, look what all this, like, all that hard work, paying off, promoting, doing whatever you had to do to get your name out there puts you to where you're at now. It was absolutely a moment of this is what I've worked for. It's it's hard to put into words because you 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 push yourself so hard. Oh yeah. And you know you're going in there as the guy that nobody really expected mm-hmm. or kind of wanted, right? Mm-hmm. So you're you're just going in and you're already facing an uphill battle. Everything's paying off. All of the screaming, all the all the noise. You couldn't tell me a single word. Like when that was going on, you couldn't tell me I, I was doing. You couldn't tell me anything. Mm-hmm. Like I was a hog. I was gonna. I was living the best life at that moment. Yeah, I was on cloud nine. Um, if I was to say anything on like anyone starting in the business, some tips and tricks here. One, don't just show up and try to help out with a ring. No, help promote that show. Yep. Become an asset. Become somebody that they can use and can help out with their company. 
if you're just showing up and saying, yeah, man, can I get a spot? You're doing it the wrong way. Do the right thing. Share the flyer. Promote the show. Do what's good for the company. It's a what have you done for me lately business, not a like what have you done. It's not necessarily even the words what we call a kiss ass. This is literally you showing respect. And Southern Iron Wrestling is a huge promotion, especially yeah. that's like a milestone for most most of us. Like literally, like yeah. that is like if you think about it, that's actually starting out to be what we call the big time independent wrestling. Very, the connections there are like amazing. You, yeah. if you get there, that means you've worked hard and you've mm-hmm. earned your spot there. Oh yeah. Some people just show up and yet, like, there's some people that just been in the business and like, yeah, I'm gonna go to Southern Honor this weekend and uh, I'm gonna try to see what I if I can get in there. I'm just like, uh, I don't know about you, man, but uh, it's it's a little bit rough. Oh yeah. I don't I'm just gonna let anybody just jump in. Oh, I'm I'm very sure on that. Like, obviously, I want to go back a little bit on that moment. Who was all there that knew for a fact that you were about to appear out there? Obviously, I know Jay and Proc were there. Uh, so out in the crowd? Mm-hmm. Did or you have you your like, family out there or anything like that? All right. So my mom knew. Uh, my mom drove me that night. I said, "Yeah." So you're not. I, I'm not going to be able to. Uh, do this if I don't have somebody driving me because <laughs> I might die tonight. Uh, so I told my mom to drive me, save me on some gas. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, it was one of those things I, she already knew because uh, the day I, I started doing the promo, she's like, uh, what company is this? I was like, Oh, this is Southern honor. She's like, where is this at? Uh, it's in Canton. She's like, where is that at? I said, North Georgia. You don't even know. Like, literally, that's the funniest part. Every time I mention a, a new promotion, they're like, where's that at? I said, you don't even know. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Somewhere near Atlanta. <laughs> but uh, my mom was there, my grandma. Uh, my dad knew, but he had to work. Mm-hmm. Um, Brock and Jay were there. Uh, a few guys in the back, uh, <laughs> they already had the Iggy. They already knew that uh, I was already getting in there. And they're actually some of the people that helped push and promoted some of the stuff. Yeah. I was about to ask you. I was like, I'm sure some of those guys actually wanted to see you out there as well. Just how well hard work you've been doing to put in for it. That's that's what we call the thing in paying your dues at a level yeah. 100, <laughs> 150, or whatever you <laughs> want to call it. <laughs> yeah, um, I actually got support from some of the boys. Um, it's it's great that I have support from uh, the ones that I kind of look up to. Uh, I don't really know if I can name them because you just don't want to throw anybody any heat, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but there's a f- select few that I know they talk to me and the fact that they, they're pushing for me and they're, they're trying to make me basically the people's champ mm-hmm. is a, uh, it's heartwarming. It's, it's showing that, yeah, I gotta, I gotta help and uh, prove these guys right. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to make them. Uh, what? What? I don't want to. Uh, what's the word? Gaslight them. You want to do that one? Disappoint. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I, I just want to do right by them. Essentially, yeah. yeah. There it is. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, man, it's, it's it's just been a wild ride. I know the Southern Honor thing is big. Uh, Anarchy is in the Landmark Arena, which is historical as all can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the place where AJ Styles was going to start. So it's it, like when you're in that building, you feel the souls and everything that's been in there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a magical thing. Um, that's like that's like saying if you go to New York City, obviously you want to go see the Statue of Liberty. That's like kind of that moment. Like literally, how many people can honestly say they wrestled at the same building that AJ Styles wrestled and yeah. paid his way and you see where he's at now? But you also got to realize how long he had to do his gig to get him to where he's at nowadays. And yeah, that's really awesome. And I and I was about to go talk about Anarchy Wrestling because. That is actually the main monumental thing that everyone mentions about Anarchy Wrestling. That is where AJ Styles really started out and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, NWA, uh, Wild Side was there. You know, Ron Killings was there. Um, just a lot of historical things there that you would not really think about. And it's it's a beautiful place that it's, it's an old rundown church building, right? Mm-hmm. But – it's got so much to it that you feel the magic. Um, absolutely. It's one of those places you, you, if you're there to ever experience it, I would say go to a show there and see how it is and just feel all the energy it's given. Are they uh, have crowds at these shows now or are they kind of like, like a 20 capacity? That's one thing. Um, you're in Florida, right? Yeah. So, how is the – have you been paying attention to any of the indie scene at uh, in Florida? A little bit. I mean, people keep sending me stuff nonstop. So, even if I wanted to kind of, like, get away from it, obviously, because, you know, that itch sometimes comes back. But it's like – it's still – You know, it's like – you can't actually leave. Huh? It's like the mafia, man. You can't really leave. All right. Let's get into that. So – I don't know if you saw. <laughs> I kind of wanted to just be funny about this, and you I know saw how you just said voting wise, you want to see if you're still relevant, right? Yeah. So I made a funny thing. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna post a picture, put my gear on, and everything. And I was like, it still fits. I'm telling you right now. I don't know if you saw it. Everyone. Oh, I saw. My phone back up, saying, "Hey, AP coming back." AP's doing this, like, what's going to happen here? And, like, I had five promotions, like, not even two minutes after I posted this picture, just blew my phone up because, you know, they're not going to like or comment the picture because they don't want people to see, oh, they're more interested than most of the workers in ways. And then I had some of the wrestlers messaging me going, hey, I thought you were doing, like, we knew you were coming back eventually. And I didn't even make a comment yet. One of them sent me like six messages off of that one message. I was just like, and then the funnier one, the warden, aka my wife, saw it. Didn't make no comment telling her that I was gonna do this. Her dad calls her, going, "I thought he quit. I thought he was done." Blah blah blah. She's coming out throwing the phone at me. <laughs> I was like, it was a funny joke. Calm down. She's like, ah. She's like, do you want a divorce? And she was kind of being like joking about it, but it was like that serious on some ways because, I mean, I did take a major ass beating, but who don't take a beating? But obviously, sometimes it really can affect your body a little bit more than some people because, I mean, just the styles that you wrestle. 
I, I could totally I can't I can't possibly imagine how much damage the wrestling business could do on your body. Oh, absolutely not. I mean like <laughs> years of years, man. But I mean you've done way more than I've done. And <laughs> that's even sad in some ways, man. Like I, I saw myself as a pretty big deal at some times, but you on other hands, I mean you made more travels than I did. I'm gonna be real on it. Like you really you remind me of um what well now he takes changed his name to Tyson Maddox because like y'all two are really the ones that stood out more to me and it's not just based off of how y'all look. Obviously Tyson looks like freaking Brock Lesnar um in ways, but it's like y'all just knew not to take a no for an answer. Y'all knew y'all just need to share, 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 contact whoever you needed to contact. Me and other hands, I was just like I would travel and in places, places that I knew, places that I knew, hey, I could get a good role in and just try to see where we go. Obviously, I didn't think, oh, I could go to Southern Honor Wrestling or anything like that because, I mean, like you said, the travels, they cost some money. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, uh, I did listen to that Tyson Maddox episode. Oh, yeah. And, uh, as soon as I got, I heard it, I was like, okay, I need to message this guy because we've connected a little bit. We went to, we, uh, we actually wrestled at a peach state and a PCW show together. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let me just talk to him a little bit. And, um, I was listening to him and, you know, his past experiences uh, with the biz and, you know, being told no and mm-hmm. all that. And I was like, I was trying to just pick his brain a little bit. I was uh, trying to figure out like, so what, where's the, uh, where the, so like motivation or the uh, attitude come from. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, similarly, I've had experiences where people are like, you ever think you're just too hungry? And I'm like, no, I, I mean, it rubs people the wrong way. Absolutely. Because when a company's pushing their guy uh, and I'm just pushing my ass off and trying to be like, you know, a model employee, right? Yeah. It does come across as like, I'm trying to jump in line when yeah. it's absolutely not the case. I'm literally just trying to promote the show and do what's the most for that company. Because if you have a love for that company, then you're going to do the most to make sure they're successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never really been one to push myself. Cause even when I've had control of my own booking, it's a thing of, I want the heel to get heat. If I'm not going to be at that show again, why am I going over? If you have a good guy that's here every week, um, I, it's just one of those things. I, if I have love in my heart, I'm going to push my ass off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't really uh, – I guess it rubs people the wrong way because I'm, you know, pushing so hard and uh, while they, they are pushing a certain guy. Oh. And I get it. I do get it. I understand that they have a certain uh, person they're trying to push. They want them to get over. Uh, But also, hey, if that guy isn't really doing what's best for your company, then you might want to rethink what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, that is rough. I mean, I hate having a, like, I hate getting the heat for that. But at the same time, it's like, if that's the thing that's burning you up, then you have other problems you need to worry about. Oh, yeah. I, I agree with you on that. I, I've i always used this saying, if someone's not hating you, then you're not doing your gig. Like, honestly, oh, of course. Like, it's a competition. 
if we're going to be real about it, yes, wrestling is like mafia. And <laughs> you can take it the way you want it. It's just you're in there with a bunch of sharks, and they are waiting for a spot or a chance to get where they want to go. Everyone is trying to get the exact same gig. If you're not, you're in the wrong business. <laughs> Flat out. Yeah, it's, it's two things there. It's two things. Someone's trying to get that spot, and someone's trying to keep that spot. Mm-hmm. Some guys are more worried about keeping their job than doing their job. Exactly. I, I love how you just put it that way. Just think, man, maybe a half, maybe the first time we talked about this, Maybe we wouldn't even had that kind of like grasp of what you were doing. Man, oh, if we would have talked like this if you, hey, last year, I'm not gonna lie, I probably wouldn't be here because people would be shooting on me left and right. <laughs> probably, I probably already got heat if this is the case. Like my mentality now, I don't know. I think I'm in the right mentality by trying to do right by with the companies I'm doing good with. Oh yeah, but so like there is also those guys that they will gas you up to then cut you down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it too. I mean, like, I mean, think of it this way. I think the most ex- the most excuse that someone would have when you don't take this the wrong way, you are busting your ass. And I'm going to tell you this right now, bro. You are really showing results. I see you every day posting something. You are in the gym breaking down, basically proving people, hey, this is why I belong where I belong. Like, you're not just sitting there like, you know what? I'm over. I can just look the way I look and I'm good. No, you're trying to improve yourself each and every day. That's what I would say anyone needs to do. You're not just saying, okay, you know what? I'm doing good. I can just stick with what I'm doing right now. No, you are trying to better yourself each and every day. Now, I'm not calling anyone's names out, but there is some wrestlers out there that don't take full initiative like how you do. And this is one thing that pissed me off when I was wrestling. Because, I mean, anyone got experienced on it. Like, I had a great physique, good look, whatever. But guess what? I was 5'10 and weighed at 185 pounds. They did not expect me to get over really well. Obviously, they saw it as, oh, you're the simple USA guy. Anyone can get that gimmick over. But I proved people that I did it a different way. Obviously, AJ Styles did gloves. But guess what? Who else on a USA gimmick would actually go and pose and do two gloves instead of bringing on an American flag because I wanted to be different with it. And obviously a mask that had not eyes showing. Like I wanted to be different. Like there's not that many mask guys, if you think about it, that really have their full face covered. Like if any, in reality, if I didn't have the full face cover, guess what? You wouldn't know who the hell I was because I have a big ass nose. Like we're going to be real about it. Like that's just facts on this stuff. Like, you always want to stand out. You always want to be something different. That is the biggest thing about wrestling. You, it's Move-wise, there's no such thing as a new move that no one's ever done, like in reality. So it's about who does it better and who gets the crowd more reactions out of, heel or face. That's just how it is in wrestling now. So I want to know, how do you feel about wrestling now compared to what it used to be? Like in the 90s and obviously all the older eras that we we watch videos and stuff that actually that helps us grow and be a better wrestler in times, I think. Waiting on Sam. 
why you couldn't hear me. My phone screen went dark. You couldn't hear me. You're good, bro. You're good. Testing. All right. Did you, so, hear, uh, did you hear all that? Or the deal you? is, yo, I, got, I heard everything. Okay. And I was trying to talk to you while you were talking, but I guess you wouldn't hear me. So, <laughs> I, so decades don't really matter. I'll tell you this because there was always a guy doing more, mm-hmm. and there's always a guy doing less is more. I am in the school of thought of um, less is more storytelling, selling, yeah. and trying to be that night old baby face. Your your Ricky Mortons, your uh, your Hulk Hogan's, Dusty Rhodes, all those, right? So I am always going to be in that mindset. Mm-hmm. I am also not the guy that's going to be out here doing your flips like a two cold Scorpio or a uh, uh, you know a. Uh, whoa, who else is a cruiserweight? I don't really pay attention to him. Um, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Show a shoot on me. There you go. I love it. <laughs> uh, well, uh, to be honest, AP, I mean, I didn't see you doing, uh, you know, moonsaults out of nowhere. No, I did, absolutely I, not. There was some time, I will tell you right now, like, I, there was one move I was against. Maybe a moonsault was the biggest one. Like, I could do a crossbody and all that, but I, I – I drew the line on a moon saw. I was like, look, that ain't happening out of me. <laughs> um, but, okay, so storytelling is my style, right? I want people to be engaged emotionally, and I want them to be told a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are people out there that can do everything under the sun. They do a lot of great things, mm-hmm. but I will also see the crowd sitting on their hands. And is that a thing that bothers me? Yes. Can I tell anybody different from what they're doing? Because that's how they make their business, right? Mm-hmm. It's harder for some guys to get over the way I do. I completely understand it. And I'm not going to change anybody's opinion on it. Um, I also know that I need to get better in the ring as well. I'm not doing the things that these guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Should I be able to? Probably not. But I feel at some point I need to step up. I'm going to be going to uh, probably to a either Tennessee or is it going to be North Georgia? I have no clue yet. I know one gives you a fast track shot to AEW. Mm-hmm. But it's also another thing about that is if you're going to these high profile schools, say if you're going to a performance center or a nightmare factory, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if anybody is wrestling the same, like, is there a chance for individuality in the business? No. That's That's been my real question. I've been banging in my head for a while because, you know, we see, we, we see great results, right? We see these great people, mm-hmm. uh, but also we're in a time of COVID. So I don't know if these people could get windshield time mm-hmm. and become their own brand. Yeah. It's, it's literally a thing of marketing and branding. And it's going to be hard for some people to understand that you're going to have to get out here. You're going to have to put the footwork in to just put your name out there, mm-hmm. not just in the ring, but, you know, advertising sponsors. Like you're just going to have to get people out here talking about you. And if you're not really in uh, the public eye, are you really doing anything for people to care about you? Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. Um, that was one that I was always – I think you knew where I came from. We, we're not going to get really all into it. Everyone wrestled the exact same. The one thing that made me stand out was I asked to go 
different areas to learn different styles. And shout out to Logan Stevens because, like, he really helped me realize that. And Wesley McRoberts, like, those two pushed me because, obviously, where I was at, I was very good at. Like, anyone could wrestle the way that we were wrestling. Now, it was on our own to change that up. And I did, and I learned that when I wrestled Wesley McRoberts, a.k.a. less fortunate. Um, That guy pushed me to my absolute limits. I was so nervous about doing I will tell you this. Like how you just said moonsault, the one move I was ever scared to do, and Wesley really wanted to do it for a long time, was the Spanish fly. And that was the (laughs) only move I told him I would not do. Because it was just like we both were unsure on it. Wesley was having a bad tailbone issue and stuff like that. I was like, bro, we are not doing this. And (laughs) <laughs> so, this is how we compromised on this instead we did the code red aka the sunset bomb and yeah that was actually very scary for me as well but he got me okay with it and we and we finished off with it but um those were the biggest changes that i ever had was just learning newer styles and obviously there's so many different styles of wrestling and like how you said you were like the a rock and roll type of look, and with um, Hulk Hogan, simple wrestling, but it was so over. I saw that as in a way too. I tried to be that person. Obviously, you didn't see me doing all the flips and dips and all that. But you got the head tattoo, mass wrestler. They're expecting you to do stuff like that. So I had to change up and did a occasional cross body, but less is more, and that is very great catchy phrase in wrestling less is more <laughs> and it's it, I, I listen it's still a hard concept for a lot of people to understand and I I, I honestly don't know how I'm viewed in a locker room with that mentality right mm-hmm. because I, I mean I honestly believe in the less is more style, but also at the same time, when I'm in the ring with a guy that does 450s and, you know, all these splits and stuff, being the young boy, right? Here's my hang-up. So, yeah, everything's going great in my life in the wrestling business. Mm -hmm. But here's the hang-up for you. Uh, It is easy for me to go out there and expose myself, right? Mm -hmm. Because I can do a certain style, right? I do my thing. But also when I'm, I get in my head and they say, hey, man, we want to see some, uh, some athletic contests. We want to see some wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. Here I am thinking I have to go push and do everything under the sun. Yeah. And next thing I know, I get to the back and there's always an agent. And they will go, why did you do all that? Mm-hmm. And I'll go, well, you said you wanted to see something like this tonight. No, we didn't need to see that from you. And it's always a case of, did we hire you to do this? No. So you need to stop trying to do this. Um, it, it is it is a wild thing that I've been trying to fight with for the past six months because I'm in I'm in this area where people are doing a lot of cool stuff, right? So in my head is I'm in this I'm in this environment. Do I need to start doing that too? And it's absolutely not the case. Yeah. So if you're good at something. Do what you are paid to do. Do what the booker is bringing you there to do. Um, it's it's absolutely uh, one of those things of <laughs> you get in over your head and you start thinking, 
And when you're thinking, that's you're thinking. A, yeah, that's really, that's what uh, we really think. Like, that's one thing that really drove me nuts is like, dude, I wouldn't get so nervous being in a match. It's just if I think about it so much, then it was like, all right, I know I'm going to screw it up. Like, literally right off the rip, you, yes. you knew, right, if you're thinking about it, that's when I started realizing, like, hey, man, maybe I need to look at something else. Like, I'd watch the match, and I'm sitting there watching me hesitate doing a certain move because I'm thinking about it. And it looked really stupid because, obviously, the timing's not great. And it's just one of those moments. Like, you just got to – if you have to, close your eyes and go. Like, luckily with me in the mask, nobody had to worry about my eye visual and all that stuff. But still, it's like – that's how I saw it. And it's like, all right, you just got to close your eyes and go. Like, if you are nervous about it, you have to still go at that same pace or it's going to look really bad and people are going to know. Like, it's like, oh, oh yeah. maybe he don't need to be doing that. Like, I've had those moments, too. And I love how you said that because, obviously, as big as you are getting right now, we're going we're gonna to say it. People are waiting to see how they can see how you – how what what's going to be your weakness and stuff. And, and it's a learning process. Oh, yeah. It's a really big learning process. And you, you always will learn something new every single show. There's no such thing as you will never learn anything in a show. If you don't learn anything, there's a problem with you or whoever you are working. <laughs> Absolutely. So, and that is probably, yeah, that's, that's actually a good point there. Uh, people, people are going to like try to wait to see you fail because yes, there are the sharks. We already talked about it. People are waiting. They're going to see you fail. They're going to wait for you to stumble because if they could get that spot, take it out from under you. Yes. But also that is a toxic mentality. Yeah. Lord have mercy. There is so many things that are right and wrong in wrestling. <laughs> and wrestling is mafia. And now I don't want no heat with anyone. Obviously I am very respected and I love everybody. Like this is one reason why I started doing this podcast because obviously with COVID and everything, Y'all couldn't do anything. Like, in reality, like, obviously, you were still promoting your stuff. Proc was still promoting your stuff. Jay, I mean, there is never a time that Jay or his music is going to be playing somewhere. Like, it's just you have to have that grounded <laughs> mentality. And, like, I, and one thing I always was known in wrestling, I always gave back. I always was the person that literally what was best for a show, what was best for the match. If I was going over – what was the reason for me to go over? Like sometimes promoters will look at me and go, look, man, we're telling you you're going over. Why are you questioning what we're wanting? Like, I just want to see what picture I have coming up. Like, am I just going over? And then guess what? Nine times out of 10. All right. You're going to go and wrestle a Russia guy for like a squash match just to kind of like get a USA match in. Like those happen very regularly. And sometimes those are the ones that really could tick you off in ways because it's like, look, I could do so much more. Like, I don't want to just be a stunt show in a way. You know what I mean? Like, those matches, yeah. they're, they're great crowd pleasers, but there's nothing longevity-wise for it. Like, if you really think about storyline-wise, well, there's nothing like a title picture. There's nothing like a good feud or anything like that. If you keep doing those same basic things, like, those are some of the things yes. that pick you well, up. The thing is there – uh. I can have a match where I don't bump but one time, mm -hmm. right? And those are absolutely the best matches I've ever had in my life, and I love them oh, to yeah. death. But, uh, uh, 
But um, for a case like that, I mean, for the young boys, I would say if this is going to be like something I could look back on. You um, would definitely get blown. You're going to have matches you, like that. A lot of people will give you huh? – you get a lot of heat that way too as well. <laughs> if your matches is more over with mean? crowd just doing like a five-minute scramble other than everyone doing a 20-minute bar Broadway doing all these crazy flips and, <clears> and <throat> trying to do a sunset bomb and all that BS, <laughs> you get heat. <laughs> well – uh, it goes. It goes back to the formula. Uh, well, uh, is less is more in this case scenario. You got to understand your crowd. I don't know. I ain't really gonna be calling anybody on on that one. But hey, if that's if that's the problem people are running into, then there's something they need to uh, look <laughs> yeah, into. I ain't, I ain't trying uh, to have you get heat, but you know that's true. Like, uh, listen, I get heat either way. I ain't worried ain't about working, it. Don't do a drop kick in the match. If the clothesline ain't working, maybe the clothesline is not the best thing to go. If a leapfrog is not giving the pleas that you need, maybe do something different. Like, those are the things that people really need to study on analyzing stuff. Absolutely. It's a thing of, yes, you can do your cool stuff. You can get your, like, ish in, right? Mm -hmm. But why do you have to hit all of it in one night? Mm -hmm. I don't – I get it. I get it. Some people want to use it for the Instagram and they want to do their thing. Uh, I'm literally having the same conversation I've had with a lot of vets in the locker room multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm just repeating everything I'm hearing and, and they're not wrong. I mean, they're not wrong at all. I, that's, I think that's why I get over with the, uh, with the older guys a lot because I am in this men- old school mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, but Huh. Where, where, what was the topic here? Um, it's yeah, and I trust me, it's literally just you're hearing the, the things that people have been saying forever. Um, I, I honestly think, yes, less is more. It's going to be a thing, it's it just repeated in your head. It really less is, is more. If you're the first, if you're the first match on the card, yes, go ham on it. Yes, I want you to go. Uh, and do a lot and get people excited for the rest of the show, set the pace. Uh, but also you got to understand you can't just do all of your, everything under the sun, because if this is your first showing, right. Burning why are we going to bring you back? Why are we going to bring you back? If you hit every move you can hit, exactly. like you what are you going to do next time? You want to please them, but you always want them to come back for more. Like one thing I would say, like how you said, I don't do a lot of flips and stuff. I would do a crossbody maybe once every three months on shows because I wanted to have a meaning for it. Like I actually used it only if I was going to do like a big angle match or something like that because those are the ones like, all right, I'm giving, I'm going risk taking. I'm taking everything I got to win this match. Those were the matches like I would use that for, and obviously everyone's like, "Hey man, you should do that one move that I always did where I slide under people's legs and have their arm for an arm drag, basically, and they flip over me." Like a lot of people love that spot, but I was like, "You know what? I don't do that regularly. Like I would do that like if it was just something to please. Like if I was do like the USA versus Russia match, I would do it something like that because that would only be my only offense mainly, and then obviously." the finish but those are just those timings like you have to understand and i love how you talk about that because dude this is telling you 
how more adapt and involved you are getting because like I said, you've only been in this for two years. Like literally you are like a little kid in a candy store right now. Like you are really in in people's conversations now consistently. Like not even just in one promotion, not even in two, like all over. Like it's crazy to believe like how much you have grown in those in the last year that I've talked to you. Like, it's and it's crazy to think, right? It's funny, like, it's, it's a crazy thing that you're looking at. The funny thing is, I would say is like when we were in, like when you first came to one of our shows at Stampede, I think it was when you had went with Jay and Proc. You were being a referee, or no? You were filming one of their matches. You were just filming their matches, and mm-hmm. and you were just trying to figure out what you could do. Like you were just trying to figure out your character and everything. Now, just look. A year later that we're talking, and you've already went in Southern Honor Wrestling. You became a name. Like, people are really talking about you. And it's not like, oh, it's just his gimmick. No, you, they're talking about Sam Skaggs, a.k.a. Yeah, hold my beer, Hinton. But they want to know both of you. And they know, oh, my gosh, this guy is kind of the same person, except hold my beer, Hanson is a, a level 100 volume up compared to what Sam Skaggs is. But it's you. Yeah, it's yeah. not you being fake. It's uh actually the whole gimmick is based off my dad anyway. Exactly. So it's literally just me trying to uh That's why I was wondering do when you right said by him. Bring a I was like, I know his dad had to be in this because that promotional video you did with the Rocky <laughs> I will never hear that I will never stop talking about that one. That was the funniest and the best build up build up thing I've ever seen for a promo. Like it was so organic. <laughs> oh man um just so, to get a beer i loved it <laughs> <laughs> um the thing here um if we're gonna talk about uh promoting yourself uh again the deal is yes keep pushing yourself and you gotta make sure that you're seen um uh, don't be fake be honest be genuine because if you're doing something and you're not really feeling it and if you don't believe what you're doing guess what you're just going to be portraying a parody and people can tell like that like it's easy to tell when somebody's trying to fake a macho man impression and when like when you can actually tell a good macho man impression you know what i mean i would it's uh if somebody's trying to parody something then they're they're trying but they're also like they're not genuine with it you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I would say an example is like Charlotte. A good example, Charlotte. Her dad is Rick Flair, yeah. the greatest of all time in so many people's minds. And Charlotte Flair is not just the daughter of Rick Flair anymore. That is Charlotte Flair. <laughs> Rick Flair is Charlotte Flair's daddy. Like that is kind of like that type of talk now because that girl has changed mindsets on ways like I would say that is a perfect example like she has went above and beyond like and I think Randy Orton as well because obviously Bob Orton was a great wrestler but I think Randy Orton's kind of like took way over what he was in my opinion like those I would think like the best examples Uh, Tessa Blanner I mean if you look at a Randy Orton right now uh, like is he not the most I would honestly say he is probably one of the best champions in the WWE. He is obviously 
the guy you will look at in the future and be like, you know what? He's one – like, if, I would attribute him to a macho man, right? I like that comparison. I was going to go with maybe – uh, he's not as big as superstar Billy Graham, but I he gives me, like, that mindset kind of. Uh, actually, I would say, like, a bigger, uh, more popular Rick Root if he was a heel or a face. Like, if that kind of comparison in place. But even then, I mean – uh, Randy Orton's done a lot more than that. Yeah. So I would probably say uh, Randy Savage is probably the best example yeah. because Randy Savage, yes, was second fiddle to Hulk Hogan, but also you can't deny that Randy Savage was the one of the guys. The worker. <laughs> Out of that guy. Yeah. Out of those two, the worker. <laughs> I like that. I mean, don't get me wrong here, right? Uh, Hulk Hogan could work, but did he have no, to? No, he didn't have to. That, that's what we're saying. The less is more ordeal. It's like it fits better. And like Kyle say, all right, let's go with this. How do you feel about – I don't know if you really watch WWE much, but obviously let's talk about it. How do you feel about how the bookings have been with WWE? How do you feel – and tell me what would you do to change how the mindsets are in some of the fans' eyes – with the WWE product. I would change nothing about it. Because the thing is, the WWE product is geared towards the thing that's making them money. Mm -hmm. They're a billion dollar company. Mm -hmm. You can't tell them anything. (laughs) Really, we are just guys online with opinions, right? The the thing is, I was, I was listening to, I was watching something the other day and it was somebody like getting so angry about the booking going on at WWE. And I'm thinking to myself, I was like, really people would have hated, uh, Magnum TA, right? Mm-hmm. Cause he was the friend. He was the best friend of the booker, right? Cause they were forcing down their throats. It's basically like a Roman Reigns situation, right? Yeah. I like that. And we look at Magnum TA and now we're like, He's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. I absolutely love Magnum TA. And uh, it's one of those things of people have opinions. People are going to say what they want. And also, we have so many people online putting uh, wrestling journalism as their gospel instead of building their own opinion and watching. You know how people hate how many people hate Baron Corbin? He's one of the true heels. I got to say it. Yeah, and so when I saw that Royal Rumble and he took Dominic Mysterio after Dominic Mysterio had a house of fire, right? And Barry Corbin came in and spine bustered uh, Dominic and put him through the mat. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the most beautiful thing in my life because he went in there, he shut down the baby face and got that heat in my mind. <laughs> People can't stand him because, oh, it's it's the simple, it's that simple heel, mm-hmm. right? But they look at MJF and they think he's the best thing in the world when they are typically the same. I I totally agree with you on this. I actually I don't know. MJF gives me the Miz vibe. If he wouldn't have a reality show, because I think well, I never really liked the Miz, and I think it's because the Miz was a good heel. So if the Miz never had a reality uh, show, he would probably be one of the best heels out there. Well, he has one with his wife, huh? Well, if he didn't have a reality yeah, show, he didn't have the reality show because I think that kind of killed his heel oh, persona. Yeah. Oh, of course, because once you become a dad and a human, you know people can't really hate you that much. I don't know. He's got John Morrison by beside him now, and 
I mean, that is one. <laughs> nah, that's just a nostalgia thing, man. Uh, I, but yeah, if I was to get a, people's opinions on wrestling, it really is just, I let people talk whenever they talk to me about like, yeah, man, uh, this company's doing the best thing in the world. Hey, uh, WWE ain't nothing anymore. I'm just like, okay, cool. I mean, but still guys are getting paid. The best thing is all together guys are getting paid to wrestle and they're getting long-term contracts. That is the best thing in the world right now. I'm just happy that people are wrestling and doing their thing. Do I watch it every week? No. Do I watch it and try to get like, see what's going on? Absolutely. That's um, what YouTube's for. There's some. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, if you really want to um, be real with it, I can't sit there and watch a three hour Raw anymore. And SmackDown? No. SmackDown has gotten really good. And it's just not just because of Roman Reigns or whatever. I mean, Roman Reigns is. I'm telling you right now, Roman is what John Cena would have been if he was a true heel. I think that would be the Yeah, but I tell you this. I am glad that we don't have fans in attendance. I agree. It's giving Because they would not be getting the right reactions to Roman Reigns. Yes, I agree with you. I would agree with you on that, 100 on that. I'm one of those th- I'm one of those guys where I'm in the back and I hear uh, how a match is going to go, and someone's like, "Yeah, man, uh, just go ahead and bump me." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. We're not going to bump you yet, because if we're coming back to this and the big payoff is you finally going down, yeah, we're just going to rough you up a little bit and you're just going to get out of the ring. You're not going to get bumped. Yeah, like." It's a thing of you got to tease the fans. You can't let the fans dictate what you do, what you're going to do. You got to tease them a little bit so they could come back and finally get that payoff. People want their cake and they want to eat it too, but that's just never the case. Oh, yeah. I totally agree with you on that. Ah, oh, man. But what do you think about I, it's crazy with uh, Elimination Chamber? Uh, well, I guess we're going to w- try to watch that tonight. Uh, me and Jay, uh, probably see if Proc's available for that one. Uh, I haven't paid attention to anything that's been going on. I know it's supposed to be for a number one contendership, right? Yeah, and they go to the uh, title match. I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know. I mean, it's a different take. I'm all for it. Uh, I'm going to see what happens tonight. Roman is him not actually being in the chamber. Something new. It's not the same old Elimination Chamber matches we've been fed since Goldberg came back for the first time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's something new. Um, obviously, I think WWE is trying to get more fan rating-wise. That's probably why they got Kofi Kingston back. Obviously, given the hopes of Kofi Mania possibly being Reborn, obviously, that's probably not going to be the case. But it's giving – I think fans need to see it as it's giving the wrestlers – and I and actually, I want to go on this a little bit. The way how we used to watch wrestling, obviously, you had your Stone Coles, the Rocks, your big guys that obviously they, – they basically gave you the approach that, hey, these are the good guys. Triple H, Undertaker when he was at his time, uh, Kurt Angle – Edge and Christian, all these, these are the bad guys. Now, I think this is kind of like how we see movies now. Obviously, where you saw superheroes, you knew they were the good guys. And obviously, the bad guys were the bad guys. Now, we're in the generation now where 
you sit there and second guess, like, maybe he's not as good as you think. Maybe he's not a true bad guy like we've been told for so long. I think that's how we can use wrestling now because it's like, obviously, the baby faces cannot always be the baby faces. Uh, the heels, nine times out of ten, probably not fully the heels heel that we've all been drawn so, so much on. I think that's one thing that is captivating to me in ways and also – Wrestling is looked at. We're not just looking at the Hulk Hogan's, the Rock, Stone Cold's anymore. We're looking at the 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 mechanical guys, uh, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, the mechanic guys, not just oh the big muscle bound guys and they can do one or two moves and the crowd just lose their minds and buys t shirts and cereal and all that. We're looking at the guys now that can actually wrestle. And with Daniel Bryant, Cesaro, I'm so glad to see Cesaro in this Elimination Chamber match because the dude has come out. That promo he did recently, like I said, I don't really watch the Raw and SmackDowns, but I do watch the little backstage talk thing. The one Cesaro did, mm-hmm. I was blown away, and I was sitting there like, man, that gave me that Miz moment where Miz just came out and said, you know what, I've been busting my ass day in and day out, and y'all sitting here saying I'm soft or whatever. I've never had an injury. I kind of saw that with Cesaro with this promo. And I was like, I'm thinking Vince saw that and was like, maybe he's good on the mic now. If we can keep getting that out of him, we could do something more with him. Because obviously, for the longest time, Cesaro, we looked at it as he's a great in-ring performer, but mic skills were very lack. Obviously, he doesn't speak full-on mm-hmm. English. That was probably a big factor in ways. I think that's with Shinsuke Nakamura. He doesn't speak proper English, so the promos is not really understanded well with the American crowd in ways. Like, I, people have got to see it that way. We're not just seeing it, oh, we're burying them, and then this. No, it's you have to see it in every perspective. That's nice. You know what? The one thing, I hate, one thing I hate is people see a loss as a burial. Yeah, exactly. I kind of you know it's the last time. <laughs> you know it's the last time I ever won a match. I mean, recently, like uh, honestly, it's it's been a long time since I've actually uh, been able to, you know, sit down. Like, if I was to look at my career right now as a babyface, you you lose a lot of exactly. matches. I love how you said that because that was actually my career in ways like. I didn't win my first match until I was like my fifth or sixth match and it was against Wesley. The first time winning a match. But you just saw the crowd. The crowd was so behind you because guess what? It's showing you to rise up basically. And it's you fighting to every inch of the body part you can to entertain them. And obviously that's what I think what crowd looks for. It looks for those guys like obviously you're not going to just be able to go out there and be like, hey, I'm the baby face. No, you got to prove to that crowd why you're a baby face, why they should go and cheer for you. And, yeah, I love how you said that because, honestly, baby faces do take a beat in matches. <laughs> like, the baby faces, they take the losses, but they the thing is, if the, they don't care that the baby face lost, the then there is the problem. Exactly. I agree with you. Um, it is – it's it's a case by case thing. People either do really well at it or they don't really uh, do much with it. Um, I I can see that in today's time, 
people do finishes like they'll just do go out there. Oh, I want to hit my big move, get that over so I can post that on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there we go. I beat you one, two, three. A lot of people don't look at the fact of how much, if you could screw a guy over and get hatred from the fans, that's, that's actually a lot beneficial to you as a heel Mm -hmm. and you as a baby face. Oh yeah. I totally agree with you on that. I remember there was one match where I worked with this guy and um, I, I told him, I said, because you're supposed to finish me clean. I was like, it's not going to go well. How about you put your foot on the rope? Make a symbol like why you're doing something to cheat. And I'll tell you right now, the crowd will have a, such a mean reaction to you. And it'll get you over as a as a heel. And he was like, taking a yeah. step back, he's like, okay, why not? So he went. We did the match, whatever. I had the crowd nice and hot. And then obviously the referee turns around. He low blows me and then – rolls me over and puts his foot on the ropes to get the one, two, three count. That crowd went berserk, booing him. And I actually do remember they were throwing stuff at him in which <laughs> like that is how mm-hmm. you do like little simple things make a reaction for crowds. And it's not just like the same old stuff, a different day. Like heels, I, I, the one thing that drove me nuts with heels, they feel like when they come out to the ring, they have to start screaming at the crowd. Why not come out? No. Kind of show like, hey, maybe you could be a possible a good guy, but then when you're in the match, fight like a heel. That shows the attention. Like, oh, that guy's a bad guy. Okay. That's something we haven't seen. Like, it kind of makes them like, oh, man, why didn't I think that at first? And it gets them intrigued to a match. Like, those simple things. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because I've been out of the game for a while, but it's just like those little simple things will go such a longer way. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, uh, I, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. I see how some people do. Um. Uh, Honestly, it's it's a crazy business we we in, man. It's 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 crazy. You get to see things. You're gonna if you're in the business, like you understand a lot of things will go crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll look at a guy and you'll be like, "So what's his gimmick?" And next thing you know, he's out there and he's actually a uh, he's supposed to be a food service worker as his gimmick. And you're like, "How? <laughs> How? What happened here? <laughs> Where's the disconnect?" And um, I will say that I've seen some crazy stuff in my time, man, just in two years. Uh, yeah, man, you know, I need to focus here. So, yes, two years in the business, I will let you know. It's It's been hard. It's been rough. But understand this. It's not for a lack of trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not it's totally not a case of they're at the right time, right place. It, a lot of people don't like me. A lot of people will say that I'm overbearing and they will be very hesitant towards booking me. Um, I'm not going to be on your shows where everybody is doing the five-star matches. Mm-hmm. I am also not the guy that's going to be out here doing um, d- doing your backflip somersaults and for no reaction. <laughs> I'm going to try to make your people care. I'm going to try to make that your fans um, come back because, hey, look, there's that guy that we liked last time. 
I want to buy his T-shirt. Maybe he'll have them this time when we're here. <laughs> and <laughs> I will say this about you. You always have your gimmicks. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, even if I ain't got the T-shirts, I done bought a, a big lot of action figures. So I got ways to make money no matter what. There you go, uh, Do you have an action figure of yourself uh, yet? Uh, one is currently in the works. I'm waiting to see back and what happens. Like, how's it turning out? Uh, yeah, Wesley's working on that one. I was about to say, uh, uh, shout out to Snap Customs. Uh, our good old friend, Wesley McRoberts. Uh, and I will tell you this, dude, as long as this guy has been in the – I would say he is a great person to actually live by curiously through when it comes to wrestling because, obviously, you look at Wesley now and the stuff that Wesley went through as a wrestler in ways I feel like that's a kind of a way to put like what not to do in ways, but also what to do in ways because Wesley was such a good worker and I will still praise this man to his day. I know he doesn't like all the good chatter all the time, but I always do need to give him a good shout out because Wesley, he did a lot for me. He put, he, took a green guy and did so much with me and it taught me how to actually become a wrestler in ways. And one thing is everybody would kept saying, Oh, Wesley don't give back. He don't give back. Wesley started a toy company to basically make toys, action figures of indie workers. And I'm telling you right now, I think it actually grew some of the fan bases wise. Like, uh, the way he would just have people message him nonstop, like, hey, man, can we get these and get these, and would sell them at shows, and they would sell out, regardless of who you were. You had an action figure? Oh, my goodness. Let's go. Like, selling, selling, selling. So shout out to Snap Customs for sure on these because Wesley puts a lot of work into them, a lot of work in them. Yeah. <laughs> Wesley does some good work. Huh? Yeah, Wesley does some really good work. I really wish I could have saw Les Fortune and hold my beer Hanson match because, dude, it. Though I would tell you right now, if he could go back in a time machine, that is one guy I would always want to go back in the ring with. Regardless if I was in a wheelchair <laughs> or what, I would always want to go back in the ring with him. He knows it to this day, and it hurts both. And I think it actually drives us both nuts a little bit because of the story we told when I first started. Um. We sold every every match that we we wrestled. It was very hard to basically was what what I'm trying to say. Actually, pick up from because if we were the first match, man, you had a <laughs> you had to do some stuff to basically compete with that because like it was just how we were with each other, and it was like you would think, oh my gosh, we about killed ourselves no like we were very simple and good but it meant stuff we knew how to connect with the crowd and i would say that would have been a hell of a match between you two <laughs> i don't know about a hell of a match man it'd been pretty simple i'd no, probably been like, like hey, man, we're Wesley doing knew how to get a crowd to hate him and love him all in one like it was crazy to see just how he would connect with the crowd like, he was one of those heels, like, obviously, he would shout at ways, but he had meaning towards it. Like, when he would do the webcast and stuff for CCW and stuff, it was like, he showed a story of why the crowd should hate him. Like, he would just poke at little things, and, like, 
I would give him major shout-outs because, honestly, he put guys over like me, Frankie Morris, Eric Moore, guys like us, like, really got where we were from him, if we're going to be real on this. Like, he really helped us grow and expand and stuff like that. And I would really Mm -hmm. wish that he would have gave you a a little bit of pointers on that too because, like, it it was a really cool eye-opening in ways. Um, yeah, Wesley's a great dude. I, I really like. I get to I get to talk to him every once in a while, and he loves uh, you. I'll it's always that. fun. He loves you. <laughs> oh really? He's got a soft spot for sure. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think a lot of people do right now. It's it's actually. Uh, if I'm gonna talk about my boys right quick, think about it like this. Uh, there's three dudes from South Georgia that, like, there's not a lot of wrestling promotions in South Georgia, and there, but there is a lot in North Georgia and in Florida. But when these boys are hitting the road, it's, it's great to see that me, Proc, and Jay can go out, we could travel, and make our names out here. It's, it's honestly awesome that we get to spend the time we do with each other. The other night, I think it was Friday night, me and, Proc, uh, me and Proc were still up. I was making sure I was staying awake so he could uh, have a good navigator. And Joe was passed out in the back. And honestly, it's that bit of you, your brothers, right? You're, you get to band and you talk and you hang out and you trust each other with everything. Um, Everybody else could do you wrong in the world, but you got it's. I know this is the wrestling business, not the wrestling friends. People get hung up on that. Um, I Um, agree with you on that. I mean, I would say this about all three y'all are the most loyal and humble guys I've ever met in wrestling. And, and like how you said, what people they're they're your workers, they're not always your friends. That was very known where I was at for the longest time. Like I had guys that obviously you thought were close, but obviously would have your, your name talked about behind your back in wigs. And that's regularly in wrestling. Absolutely. <laughs> like we ain't saying nobody's names, but that is very regular in wrestling. Because it's just it's a competition. And it's the thing of if those are your boys and you're all coming from the same area, I don't understand why you would have to have that, have that mentality, yeah. because I'm honestly happy seeing Jay and Proc do do well in a tag team divisions everywhere, and I, I honestly, I look forward to finally whenever we can finally have the Southern Strong Style versus All Star Special match. It's gonna be fun. Ooh. It's gonna be a great time. Uh, it's that time right now. No, but at the same time. It's a- it's going to be fun because I'm there with all of my boys. I just keep saying this. I want Jay to actually have crocodile tights. Completely. Well, he's fun. actually some huh? that got gotten worse that are going to match Procs. Oh, yeah? It's going to be a good time. Yeah, he's, I, I look forward to those. I watched the recent match they had, and, man, you could just tell how – I can tell you how in Jay was when he had that kick, too. I think uh, – what's that guy's name? It's one of the guys. I guess they're a major faction in that in that company now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did you see that when Jay posted that little video? I was like, Man, you almost missed because no you, could tell you was ready draw. to do it. 
Like you could tell, like, oh, he's been waiting to do that move. <laughs> <laughs> like you could see Jay creep around in the back, right? <laughs> Whenever he's sliding in the rain, just slithering around, it's always great to see him just come out of nowhere. And when he hit that boy, he hit that boy that knee, and I was like, oh no, my god! Is, so that's why they the, I, and I wanted to message him on this part. I was like, you really didn't even have to hit your knee because you could hear that regardless. <laughs> like that shit was loud. I was like, damn, Jay. Oh, <laughs> Aren't you glad he wears kick pads? I know. Oh my gosh, I, I say this all the time. Like. <laughs> I listened to his recent. I listened to the episode that we did, and I and I still, regardless how many times I listened to it, I laughed my ass off. And it's like he's a whole different person outside of the ring, but when he's in the ring, watch out! That mug is hitting you hard oh. in the day. <laughs> well, I, I think we all. I think so far we get this little. Uh, Y'all you know who. You know. Yeah, we we t- we t- we're the term is snug, sir. We we like to make sure everything's nice and tight. Okay. I guess uh, we got changed now. So, I mean, I haven't been in in a while. Stiff and snug, I think. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I would say snug is the nicer way of saying it. Oh yeah, that is actually. Um, we just like to make sure. We just like to make sure if somebody's hitting us, we we can feel it, so we can sell it properly, oh, yeah. right? But I, th- I think we have to transition that as well back towards the people that are hitting us. Uh, I mean, there ain't nothing too wrong with it, right? No, it, it times I, we we understand. Like some people actually go a lot lighter, and we try to work. I do want to go on that a little bit. So has that actually gave y'all a little bit of a heat on that way too? Is just kind of like obviously there's some wrestling <sighs> that doesn't go that full 180 type scenario. All right, we are those South Georgia boys. <laughs> uh, uh, those damn South Georgia boys. God, they come up in, they stiff as hell. I've seen numerous uh, ones of his matches. Woo! Yeah. That, that yeah. Is so, yeah, we do. Sometimes, sometimes we catch a little heat for it. Sometimes we get people who are like, yeah, man, I like how you're always there. Like, some people – they come from Japan and they like how we work, you know, a little bit snug with them so that we can actually just, you know, give the good energy back and forth. Uh, others, yeah, they'll be light on us. And then, you know, they will, I, usually here's what you do, kids. Before the match, you shake this person's hand <laughs> and you tell them, I'm sorry ahead of time. Uh, I'll see you. I'll see you out there. <laughs> you apologize before you even go out there? <laughs> I usually yes. Really? Oh my gosh, it's changed. I remember it was just based off a handshake. If you were a little tight, you kind of like gave them a heads up, like, "Hey, I'm pretty snug." No, because I joke around with a handshake so much by just like barely touching them <laughs> that I have to I have to tell them I'm sorry ahead of time. I love it. Because <laughs> sometimes I I like to like just touch a finger and go, "Oh man, this guy's stiff." <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> I had never heard of I can only yeah. imagine having that match be like, hey man, I'm sorry. Like, let me, st- I will go back a little bit on this. The match I did with Wesley, the first time we wrestled, because obviously the guys I was wrestling weren't hitting fully, like fully hitting. I got to experience that when I wrestled Wesley. And yeah, let me tell you, that first shot, 
because and he kind of did the same thing you you did except he don't apologize for it he would just be very soft and with the handshake because obviously he didn't want to let people know hey um it's gonna be a very nice stiff fest like when we got done with the match my whole body and i had fake tans on as well the tanner was on his hand and this was a tanner i put on like two days ago (laughs) i mean all on his hand because my whole chest was like kind of dark but with big old spot of hands on me completely it looked like i had some like looked like a was it a mixture of like a human Dalmatian type scenario? Like literally you had like spotted all over you on my back and stuff. I got to find the picture because Wesley took major pride in it. And I was like, when we went in the back, Wesley thought we were going to fight, like legit fight. And, and, I went back, like, and, and I wish you could talk about it because Wesley was so, he, he don't want to say it, but I guarantee he really thought that we were going to fight. So he was like getting a little protected a little bit when I went back there. And I kind of like just huffed and puffed a little bit. And I was like, hey, man, thanks for the match. And you could just tell Wesley's mouth just dropped. <laughs> like he was expecting like me to throw a punch right off the rip. And he was blown away just like how I was like that part. And I think that's what built mine and his chemistry just from that moment. And <laughs> yes, it, it goes a long way because in ways like in ways you got to you got to show the approach like, yeah. The snug, and actually, I got, I became more snug after wrestling with him. And I remember, like, when I wrestled Logan, and there was a rumor about him. I don't want to actually, you know what? I'm not going to do it to him. That's my brother. Um, he he came in the back after we did our match. He's like, man, you kind of like need to ease up a little bit. You're pretty little stiff out there. I was like, I didn't notice that. <laughs> so it was like, it was a yeah, it's like, it's. Oh. And I felt bad too. I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, it's, bro." Like, <laughs> I've been wrestling Wesley for a while, so it's like those changes kind of changed up a little bit. And the funny thing is, when me and Logan first wrestled, Wesley's sitting there laughing his butt off because he was like, "Well, I kind of adapted the kid." <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's a wild thing because. Obviously, we don't want to hurt people, no, right? Like you and it, you're bringing it out on a show, and like you want the crowd not to kind yeah. of go, "Oh, that don't look real." Like if you hit that that pop, they're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, the worst thing I could ever deal with is if somebody doesn't actually punch me or kick mm-hmm. me. Uh, I don't really think I should sell it. Like if you don't make contact. That's that's it's kind of bothersome to me because then I have to register and try to gauge. So it's it's like so somebody uh, somebody goes to kick you in the back. Right. But they don't touch you at all. And you're bent over. You're not really going to see that kick. So are you going to register it? No. And so it's 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 a rough thing. It's a it's a give and take thing. Uh, Honestly, (laughs) this business is crazy, man. (laughs) It's I, I don't know really how to uh, keep explaining how much how much insane you have to be to be in this. All right, well, I want you but, to finish off. Tell, tell us one of your stories, obviously, some of the experiences that you've had. What was your most monumental thing and your and the most thing you take major pride in? Um, <laughs> I love to hold my beer hands in so my, man. I think you actually need to make a YouTube show just based off of stories. <laughs> 
Um, so if I'm going to be take pride in something I've done recently, uh, it's, it's honestly going to be the work I've done so far with a uh, Southern honor and, uh, and working with, uh, anarchy, right. Anarchy, me and Jay went in there. Jay was a heel and, um, uh, we had a match, uh, and we had a, basically we went in there and they said, yeah, don't really do too much since it's Jay's debut, uh, get in there and make sure that like Jay gets established, but also get your character stuff mm-hmm. over. Right. So here we are, and we have this match, and literally it's just crowd work the whole time. It's what we call Gaga. Mm-hmm. And this match, we could have literally had where it was just, you know, he slaps me in the face, and I body slam him one time. And, you know, a roll-up. It could have been so simple of just a no-bump match. And it could have been such a beautiful thing, but then we went to the back and we got a lot of praise for it. And I actually, I felt like, man, everything's paying off. This is one of those things of I'm doing something right. Um, you're proving that people, you can show different styles and ways. Like you're showing them this like, yes. Hey, I'm not the ordinary knockoff of stone cold. Like you are holding my beer hands. You are the guy that literally is ready to basically be any any type of fight. Like, there's no such thing as you backing down yeah. from a challenge. And I will say this. When Jay turned heel, and when I've been seeing some of his promos, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this fool just don't say if you smell what the rock is cooking in some of those promos. Like, it's just like I loved him, the Hollywood rock look, just bigger and better than everybody. I was like, you know what? He actually could be a hell of a heel in ways. <laughs> like, I, I think Jay is a heel. It kind of looks like a Gino Hernandez. And a, Miz vibe. You know, Literally gives me the Miz vibe. Like, obviously, the body is not, I can see that. not the full Hollywood 180, like, six-pack, whatever. And I'm sure he's going to want to kick me in my head after saying that one. But other than that, it's just his body work. Jay can work any different way. Uh, his promos is so damn entertaining. The kid is, <laughs> oh my gosh! Like it, I'm almost in tears sometimes oh, when I laugh. With one recently, huh? uh, he put the promo. He put this line in a promo recently, and it's like, yeah, you should come out and spend your money. Uh, you should go ahead and spend your stimulus check, that money that you didn't earn, to come see someone that's actually talented. <laughs> I was like, man. That's some heat right there. I love it. Um, and also for another story. So Southern Honor, uh, here I am in the back, and they're like, hey, man, you're going to be a special guest referee tonight. I was like, awesome, great. And so me being me, I brought my referee shirt, and I was like, you know it would be really crazy? What if I tried to do the Shawn Michaels special, special guest referee look? So I put on my little shorts. <laughs> I tucked the, the referee shirt in. And then I I, I dropped the call like you know unbutton the collar for the uh, the referee shirt and I rolled up the sleeves so they're like a uh, sleeveless right <laughs> and I came out there and I said you know what I am the sexiest thing out that ring tonight I am the best looking referee in the state <laughs> oh my god and it's and everybody in the back is like why are you dressed like this I said you know honestly I don't know and it's gonna be a lot of you fun. know what. Uh, you know what, Sam? You just you just got the picture. I want that picture so I can post that and put this episode under it. That is going to be the picture I'm posting when it comes to hey me publishing this episode. 
I love it. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to t- I'm gonna have to look for it for you, but uh, I I think I can find All it. All right, hey man, Sam, I hate uh, hitting the finish button on this, bro. It was such a fun time. I knew this was gonna be a great chat. It's a pleasure to have you back on here. You are more than welcome to be on here anytime you want. I am still going to get yeah, the one where all three of us and Brock all in one room to get this. That that thing would be a major cluster fun show. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's just you and yeah, Jay. Was... <laughs> yeah. All right, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on no here. No problem. Uh, do you want to put uh, – you want to say your uh, social medias or anything? Keep oh, yeah. following me. I know you're a yeah, big thing now, but play. some people still need to hear about you. Yeah, I'll send you the links too so you can put it in the descriptions. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Hanson Beer Man. Uh, also, follow me on Facebook. Um, hold my beer, Hanson. You can go buy my merch on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash hold my beer, Hanson. And you know what? Follow me. Go ahead and check it out and have a right, good time. Read, see all the videos all the dumb stuff I'm doing. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to everything I'm doing with the all-star special. Uh, and <laughs> man, this has been a great time. Hey man, I appreciate you doing this. And it's always good to go back in memory lane with you, man. And I hope, yeah, man. and nothing best, for the, but the best for you, man, keep doing what you're doing. And man, it's going to pay off. Like, obviously you're doing great now. Keep going more, man. I'm pretty sure pretty soon yeah. in the future, we're going to be seeing you on a Monday or a Friday or maybe a Wednesday. Regularly. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Oh, it? no doubt, man. I appreciate you doing this, man, Sam. Have a good Thanks. rest of you. All right. Time to get the go-home cue. First and foremost, I'd like to thank Sam Skaggs, a.k.a. Hold My Beer Hanson, for coming on today, having a great chat, having a great laugh, and, man, just just an absolute blast. Uh, absolute pleasure to have him on here and just entertain all of us man sam is just a very great person also guys when i publish this episode we are gonna publish when we publish the episode we are gonna put the links for his pro wrestling tees shop uh his youtube so y'all can check his matches check his podcast sam also has a build your gimmick thing where he does with j2 strong and himself and um it doesn't disappoint, guys. It's really entertaining, really funny. And um, I know everybody keeps asking me numerous times, when we going to get Sam Skaggs, J2 Strong, Proc the Croc Johnson, and American Prodigy on an audio ring. One, one more, one good time. Uh, it's still in works. I promise y'all we will get it in the future. But right now, I was just glad to have the great chat with him. And... Um, it was it's just awesome. I hope everyone has a great weekend. I hope everyone has a great Easter. And most importantly, everyone, I just hope everyone has a great time. It's weekend time. Have some fun. Eat some great food. Enjoy time or with the family. Uh enjoy the outdoors. I think it's supposed to be a little cold this weekend for some weird reason. I thought we were getting back to the hot time, but Obviously, we need to get a little chilly again for the Florida weather for a little bit. But, oh, all right, guys, time to wrap it up. I hope everyone washes their hands. Stay safe. Stay clean. Do what you got to do. Protect what you got. And I'll be back when I have more bzzz.
down the road. Later. How's it going, everyone? Warren Marlo off of Buzzing with Marlo. Uh, if you haven't, I know with any platform that you are on, uh, to keep having us grow more and more, uh, we are so grateful that we've gotten an iHeartRadio gig. We would like everyone to like, subscribe, and just add our channel. It helps us keep growing more and more. Also, leave a five-star review. Uh, leave reviews. Um, what we also do is post little messages. Leave us messages of what, how y'all think about each episode. What y'all, what y'all got out of it? What, what do y'all want us to talk about? What do you want us to kind of get the topics on a little bit? I mean, it's anything and everything. So, like I said, everyone, please like and subscribe on any platform that you are listening to us on. We greatly appreciate it. Also, stay tuned every Friday for Buzzing with Marlo. Thank y'all and have a blessed day. Thank you.